The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by Combank. With many Australians recovering from the devastation caused by the bushfires, as well as coping with the economic impact of coronavirus, this year Commonwealth Bank staff will give away more than 200 grants to community organisations and charities across Australia. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Friday the 28th of August. In your squeeze today, major sports in the US stop play. For the first time ever, a life sentence is given in New Zealand aged care funding and Boris Johnson's stitch up. This is your squeeze today. Yesterday morning, Aussie Time Claire basketball team, the Milwaukee Bucks, addressed the media saying they wouldn't be taking the court in protest of police brutality and racial injustice. The catalyst for this is the police shooting of Jacob Blake in Wisconsin last Sunday. He was shot seven times in the back as authorities responded to a domestic dispute. Reports say that he's been left paralysed from the waist down. Police gave their first account of it yesterday. They say that they're investigating what's happened and the Federal Justice Department is also looking at it. But since that shooting on Sunday, protests have simmered with a lot of anger in that city of 100,000 people. To sporting teams from there, there was really a snowball effect. The NBA and the WNBA postponed other games. And then outside of basketball, teams in the Major League Baseball and Major League Soccer followed suit. Tennis player Naomi Osaka also pulled out of her semi-final at the Western and Southern Open in New York. Yeah, she tweeted that as a black woman, she felt that there was much more important matters at hand that needed immediate attention than watching her play tennis. It's really had this incredible domino effect in the US and there's still some questions about how they pick up those pieces and move forward. But what these players are certainly saying is that they want change and they want to see it now. What analysts are saying is that these players really feel emboldened to do this and those leagues are now finding ways to accommodate it. Some big names are backing the protest, including former President Barack Obama and basketball legend LeBron James. Brenton Tarrant, the Australian man behind last year's Christchurch mosque attacks, was yesterday, Claire, given a sentence of life in prison without parole. It's the first time such a sentence has been given in New Zealand, and it's also the first time the nation's had a terrorism conviction. Tarrant was expected to deliver a statement to the court, but he didn't do that in the end. Uh, Instead, a court official read just a sentence saying that he didn't oppose that a sentence of life imprisonment without parole should be applied to his case. Kiwi Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern said that the sentence meant that they now never had to think of him again. Uh, And Winston Peters, the Deputy Prime Minister there, called for him to be returned to Australia and jailed here. He is set to serve that sentence, though, in New Zealand. Back to the US and residents along the Gulf Coast have fled their homes as Hurricane Laura made landfall in Louisiana yesterday afternoon. Yeah, Hurricane Laura is a really big one. It's generated winds of more than 240 kilometres an hour. Uh, It's one of the strongest hurricanes to hit the country this year, and it's up there in the record books as one of the strongest ever. It's affected Texas, uh, really affecting Louisiana, and expected to head uh, to Mississippi and also affect Arkansas. It's incredibly low-lying land along that coast, so lots of concerns there about flooding. 
Research conducted for the ongoing Aged Care Royal Commission has suggested that $621 million of additional funding a year is required to get all Australian aged care homes to meet basic standards, Claire. If you want to go better than basic, we're looking at $3.2 billion a year. It's a lot of money. Anyone that's talking about aged care at the moment acknowledges that it needs a significant investment to really pull those standards up. Of course, the sector has really been under the spotlight during this COVID disaster. 353 deaths of the 500 from COVID-19 have been linked to the sector. The Royal Commission's final report is due to be handed down by the 26th of February 2021. A message now from our podcast partner, ComBank. In 2020, Commonwealth Bank staff will give away more than 200 grants to community organisations and charities across Australia. Ski for Life is a group of people committed to raising awareness and promoting mental health, wellbeing and suicide prevention in regional areas. Thanks to ComBank staff donations, they'll engage Ben Pettingill's experience as a motivational speaker to attend rural and regional communities to share his story. Stay listening at the end of the podcast where I've had a chat with Ben himself. We talk about the work of Ski for Life, but also Ben's story of resilience when he, after losing his sight overnight at the age of 16, learnt to not just accept his new situation, but to embrace it. And just to completely change tact this morning, something you may not know, scientists have discovered flying foxes are quite nomadic, frequently travelling clear between 1,400 and 6,000 odd kilometres each year. Look, and I'm one that usually likes to take a bit of a scenic tour if you're heading somewhere new, but these bats are taking upwards of sometimes 10,000 kilometres when they're heading between Melbourne and Queensland. Uh, And what researchers say is that particularly for people that live next to these roosts, they call them, which is where they uh, get together and have a bit of a snooze, uh, it's not the same group night in, night out. In fact, it's been likened to a bit of a youth hostel. They come and go and they're really nomadic as they move along. We've had bats on our podcast at times in the background. (laughs) The sound of them outside my window is a real thing. Yeah, it's a fraught relationship sometimes. Sometimes. And someone with a particularly clever sense of humour has stitched up British Prime Minister Boris Johnson big time. Look, and you can put the actual issue of climate change to a side and the issue that it's Boris Johnson. I just really enjoy the fact that someone has put the thought into putting some books behind uh, Boris Johnson when he was giving a press conference this week. Uh, They're very much into Armageddon and climate disaster and clearly someone was trying to make a point and no one really noticed until uh, all of that footage went to air and uh, people were able to have a bit of a laugh. Lining the shelf behind Mr. Johnson's head were titles with, I mean, rather unflattering associations, as one report put it, including the twits, the subtle knife, the resistance and betrayed, just to give you a little flavour of those. Friday lights, and if you want some perhaps not so light listening over the weekend, Claire, the BBC has a podcast out called The Bomb. I really enjoyed 13 Minutes to the Moon last year. It was the podcast pick for me last year, mainly because it was an area that I was really not that interested in and it made me really interested in space exploration and that journey to the moon. But The Bomb is in that same like. It's about the invention of the atomic bomb, uh, about that bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki to end 
World War Two, and it's really told through people who had very strong associations to that story. So, yeah, it's a good one. Friday Lights is a section of the Squeeze Today email, so you can always find the links to everything in there. We'll also pop that one in your episode notes, and we'll also put in your episode notes the recipe this week. It's Jamie Oliver's minestrone. It's a good, fresh one. doesn't take long to cook, but it's really filling. So, yeah, you might even think about getting ahead for lunches for next week. Oh, I like it. Closing out the podcast today, what's the song lyric in the email subject line? Look, I've gone for a Beyonce track. We haven't had Beyonce for a little while and it's a link from her Black Power song, um, Now Let's Get In Formation. That seems to be what a lot of the teams have done as they take up this protest. That's all from us today. Enjoy your weekend. If you have time, the Squeeze Quiz is out today. There's a link to it in the Squeeze Today email. It's also up on our website if you want to test your news knowledge. We'll chat to you on Monday. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesqueeze.com.au. Ben Pettingle is an ambassador for Ski for Life, a charity event that raises money for rural communities to support events and initiatives that have a focus on mental health, well-being and suicide prevention. Ski for Life is one of many charities and organisations around Australia who have benefited from Commonwealth Bank's community grants. Ben, thanks for joining us. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Before we get into any talking about the work of Ski for Life, tell Squizzes a bit about you, Ben. Okay, a little bit about me. Uh... When I was 16 years old, I lost 98% of my eyesight overnight due to a rare genetic syndrome. And as you can imagine, that turned my world upside down pretty quickly. And at the time, I thought it was going to crush a lot of my childhood hopes and dreams. And for some of them, it did, but also for a lot, it didn't. Um, I'm a pretty strong believer that through any challenge also comes opportunities. And that was definitely the case for me. And since losing my sight, I've yeah, been able to not only for the last five or six years uh, run my own business as a professional speaker and now running a running a company with one of my great mates, Real Life Resilience, which is yeah, supporting um, schools all around the country, especially through COVID-19, running virtual programs, but yeah, also doing some pretty cool things outside of work with yeah, trekking the Kokoda track a couple of times and water ski racing as well. Pretty cool things, I think, is the understatement of this interview (laughs) so far. Ski for Life has been running for eight years now. It's an annual event held over the March long weekend and sees teams water ski 456 kilometres from Murray Bridge to Renmark. How did you get involved with the Ski for Life event? So not long after I finished my first water skiing race, the Southern 80, Channel 9 did a feature story on that and Ski for Life got in touch with me after seeing the story and thought we'd be... A pretty, a pretty good fit together. And when I heard about the event, not only water skiing 456 kilometres over three days, which sounded daunting enough, the cause was something that just connected with me, something that is so important and yeah, something I definitely couldn't say no to. So for the last three years, I've been involved as the ambassador and very, very proud and, and honoured to be able to, to call myself that. Southern 80 is an event that might not be familiar to everyone listening. You better tell us a quick bit about it. Yeah, for sure. So the Southern 80 is one of the world's fastest and most dangerous water skiing races held at Echuca on the Murray each February. So skiing behind the boat at speeds probably up to 150 k's an hour for 80 kilometres, 125 bends. Amazing. 
Like all events, back to Ski for Life, I assume this one will also be impact, impacted by COVID, Ben. Absolutely it will. Um, for us at the moment, I yeah, sit, sit on the committee and as everyone knows with, with good old COVID-19, it's just a, a constantly changing uh, landscape and environment that we're in and Ski for Life's no different. We're just constantly monitoring it. We've got some pretty innovative ideas in case we can't run the event. And that's uh, where Combank's community grant might come in handy. Sorry to jump in there. I know you're keen to talk about that. We've got big plans for the Combank community grant, which we're very, very grateful for. Uh, due to the current circumstances with COVID-19, we're going to be putting together a a virtual program, so a video-based program, bringing together a whole different range of mental health and wellbeing support providers, along with myself, and that video program will be then pushed out into schools, uh, youth groups and communities to yeah, really raise awareness and raise support for mental health and suicide prevention in such a trying and challenging time. Anyone who's listening who's interested can visit skiforlife.com.au to find out a bit more about the work that they do. Ben, people can also donate or even volunteer. Absolutely. So you can always donate throughout the year. And seeing as we are grant providers, the, the more funds we do have, the more programs we can support. And we've got uh, last year alone, we, we raised over $150,000. So there's, there's definitely a large pool of funds there for people access. So definitely encourage people to yeah, look up Ski for Life if you've got an idea or uh, want to get something happening for, for mental health or suicide prevention, definitely encourage you to do so. Ben, thank you so much for joining us. I'm looking at your website as we speak and I like that it says in, in big words, he's not your average guy, yet he's as down to earth as they come. I think that sums you up pretty well from this short little time that I've gotten to know you. Oh, I hope it does. I hope it does. That's it. This interview is brought to you by our podcast partner, Combat. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super, one of Australia's most awarded super funds. It can be hard to know where the best place to grow your super is, but with awards like CanStar's Outstanding Value three years in a row and Money Magazine's 2024 Ultra Long Term Performance, Aware Super's 1.1 million members can be confident their super is in good hands. Visit aware.com.au forward slash awards to find out more. Awards are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website.